Gary Techman has been away from the mic, but now he's back. Your source for all things about technology. It's the new Gary Techman Show on Our Talk Radio. Salutations, my friends, and welcome to the Gary Techman Show, where we give you information you can put to use in your daily tech life. We serve you at our web address at GaryTechnic.com. And if you have a question or need tech advice, visit us at GaryTechnic.com slash ask. Wow, we got a big show today to talk about. Coming up in just a half hour from now in this week, Techman Talk. I got two opinions I want to talk about. I want to talk about how Nintendo is full of surprises. And also, we're going to talk about privacy woes and big data and IT infrastructures and how it affects your daily tech life. And then in 20 minutes from now, in this week's Tips and Deal, Facebook is going through some kind of chain message that's been going around about clone Facebook profiles and other stuff. But don't worry, I got a remedy for that. I'll tell you about it in just 20 minutes from now. But right now, there's some big news I want to celebrate about. It's that finally, 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 after a long time, the Gary Techman Show is now available on iTunes, Google Play Store, and iTunes Radio. I'm sorry, iHeartRadio, and also TuneIn Radio. As we just got approval just a couple of weeks ago actually last week and I'm excited that the Gary Techman show is growing as far as distribution we're going far across on different distribution networks such as Spotify why well, just mentioned iTunes Google Play or Google Music Store um, and Anchor as well and everything else so we're trying to get to every media platform as possible so it could be available for for everyone. Some people like to listen to podcasts through iTunes or some people like to listen to it through Google Play Store or Spotify or whenever. We just want to make sure that it's available to you in regardless of what platform. Of course, we're still going to post stuff on our SoundCloud platform as well. So after this show, it'll be posted on SoundCloud and it'll be posted and, po- and pushed to the other platforms available. And we should update, and we're going to update our website to reflect what platforms is available and a link at your convenience. It's what we do here on the Gary Techman Show because it's all about empowering you with the right information to improve your daily tech life. So let's jump right into the wall. We got big stories to talk about. Bringing you the top stories in the tech world is the wall. Okay, so this news came in a couple of days ago. California just passed a new law. What that law is about, it's about a new law that, as you must know, let's start from the beginning. As you must know, is that the Internet is everywhere. The Internet is in devices that you don't even think about. Where all of our devices and our lives are being connected to the Internet. Whether it be controlling the temperature of your air condition, to making coffee automatically, or... Just seeing what's inside your refrigerator. All that's connected to the internet. We call that IoT, Internet of Things devices. So most devices that are coming up these days are internet capable. 
So what that means is that it can lead you susceptible to attacks. Why? It's because main fact. So main factors have a default password, right? You know, on the back um, of your device, or if you look at any instruction book, it has a default password. And sometimes people don't really change it. So this is why people are able to create botnet and take control of the devices and use those devices to attack other networks because of this little vulnerability. Well, California said it had enough, and the governor signed the deal into law saying that anyone manufacturing a internet connect devices in California will from 2020 have to give it a unique password in an effort to increase overall online security. The main impact of the bill has been recently signed to law by California Governor Jerry Brown, Senate Bill 327, SB 327, called the Security of Connected Device. The law is the U.S. state's effort to deal with an ever-increasing problem. Sloppy security on millions of new consumer devices that are being sold and attached to home networks. And I agree, that's the right step in the direction, and I wish the federal government will pick up on this as well in the near future. So what does that mean? It means, just as I said before, all of our devices, like or not, has a default password, right? Some people do opt out not to change it or whatever. So if the password's the same, which, for example, like password amen, um, username amen, password amen, right? I could easily take over that device, reset it, and let it join my botnet or any malicious users I have for it. That's a problem. And that's why California, in that perspective, is leading the right direction for that. And also, manufacturers argue, and also there's another argument saying that if you're not going to do that, at least force the user to change the default password when they open the device or when they activate the device. At least that's a step in a better way, which is great. But I think the article is lacking a big thing. One big thing that people need to realize, yes, you could change your password all day long. That's fine. But what matters is the underlying software that controls the device, the operating system. And if the operating system is not properly updated, it leaves security holes. Therefore, your device can't still be taken over. Even if you have a good username and password, if there's a backdoor in the software through a security hole, malicious users can take advantage of that that goes back into the manufacturer where the manufacturer should be held a little bit accountable of their product if their product is being used by millions and millions of users and is influencing their daily life then in some part they should be held responsible the reason why i say that is because i would give you the famous impact um Android. Android is a great, fantastic open source operating system, I, which I love and adore. But in the beginning when Android was coming out, there's been problems. You don't get the pure Android experience unless it's from Google, which they later acquired Motorola years back. If you don't, get, if you don't have something like that, you don't get pure experience. What that means is that the operating system has been forked over were customized according to the manufacturer. For example, the Amazon Fire Stick and all that stuff, all that's Android. It's a fork version of it. Um, the Samsung, all these other devices are Android, but not a pure Android in a way. They put their stuff and all this stuff they want to do with it. So that leads it open to manufacturer. For example, where there's a security hole that's been 
found, right? So if there's a security pinhole found, then they could push it to people with the pure Android devices, but through the manufacturer, it has to go to the manufacturer, they have to redo everything, plug that thing up, and send it back out. That takes too much long, at least open for a zero day. So what Android has done in the past is that they're saying no more Every Android has to be the same, same experience, same everything. You don't get to dictate and put your stuff on there if you want to carry the operator, which is great. You get, so getting to the point of what I'm saying, I'm saying that if the manufacturer knows that they have a security hole and this device is still in circulation or active support, then they should, if they, if, if they know if it's in active support, then they should pull it. If it's no longer, for example, they have model, have model A, B, C. Model A has, model A is still out there, but they discontinue. And they say they're no longer going to create security problems. But model A, according to the numbers, has, has millions and millions of users that uses model A before model B. Model B is the new version that's slowly getting real out. And that also falls on part of the consumers as well the consumers should also if you're running a large infrastructure you should also invest in the latest equipment if you can if they know that the company had discontinued this particular product then and you have millions of youth that service that product or you help to pr bring out service then it's also your responsibility to update to the late if this company says they're no longer going on to keep updating this piece of software for example windows xp then you have the duty to the consumers or to that infrastructure to update to the latest so you within standard to receive security update it all it all comes full circle it's like yin and yang you know one without the other we all have to act within the circle and make sure that our device is security because the human factor of it is that it costs too much we don't want to do that well Guess what? This is why stuff happens as it is because there's no accountability. People are not willing to do the other step. And what I'm telling you now, with IoT devices on the ride, that's what's going to happen. And it's going to have to be a shared responsibility between the consumers and the manufacturer. If the manufacturer continues to support this product with the security holes, it's fine. That's fine. And they should change some things up with the default passwords and all that stuff so it'll be better. But if manufacturer if the manufacturer decide to not to continue to manufacture and they have a set date that they're not going to longer support or security update, then it's up to the consumers as well to update to the next model in order to carry on the services to the consumers. It's just, it's just kind of obvious. And this is, will help. This will also help reduce the security risk and vulnerability because the consumer and the manufacturer are working hand in hand. But that's just my scope of it. That's just my two cents. Now, the next story is going to be pretty interesting. Now, everyone remembers um, Windows Mobile, right? Windows Mobile is dead. A year ago, Microsoft said, about more than a year ago or so, Microsoft said, that's it. No more Windows Phone. Windows Mobile is dead. And that's because of lack of support, developers, and so forth. I could go on all day why Windows Phone failed. And the acquisition of Nokia didn't help help it any better now. But now, but now, Microsoft is teaming up with Android to put some of their Microsoft products on 
and to run Android on the operating system. Listen to this. Microsoft unveiled a bunch of new surface hardware during a press event in New York last night. Um, actually, a couple of days ago. Uh, they got a whole no. They got a whole no line of surfaces, black surfaces, headphones with Cortana, and a new Surface Studio with different colors. But Microsoft also unveiled an interesting change to their Windows operating. Windows 10 will soon, if not already, will fully embrace Android to mirror mobile apps on your PC. How fantastic is that? So, what happens is is that with your Android device, you can create a remote session to your device and run Android on Windows. Isn't that great? You can run all your mobile apps and other other stuff that you need to do. So that can, in a way, replaces uh, Microsoft Surface Experience or continuing, not continuing, you know, um, the desktop experience where um, you had a Windows mobile device and you connect it to a dock and it gives you that mobile Windows, it gives you that full desktop experience with a keyboard and stuff connected to it. So this, in a way, replaces that by creating a remote session. And it opens the door for Microsoft devices. I'm sorry, not Microsoft devices, Microsoft software to be run on Android, such as Office and a bunch of the stuff the sky is the limit. So right now, I think Microsoft is going in the right direction due to their failure of not picking up with Windows Mobile or Windows 10 Mobile or Windows Mobile device. Having that being a fail, they're moving on to the next big thing, which is Android. Embracing Android, I think it's a good thing on Microsoft part because it allows their operating system and their products to expand because what's going forward is that Microsoft is moving to a more service as a product type of atmosphere. So therefore they want to offer their service including operating system stuff as a service to the consumer across multiple platforms and that's where they're getting to which I think is very smart. It's the future anyway. S-A-A-S service as a product. Service as a software as a product or whichever you want to play it as but either way i think this is a good step in microsoft direction even though that you can always you can already run office products on on android but this can create a more pure experience and who knows you'll be able to emulate stuff fully onto microsoft windows so this is a good step in the direction i'm excited about it even though I'm an iPhone Apple user because I'm heavily into the ecosystem, I still have an Android device and I kind of still like Android, especially the open source part of it. So you can modify it how you want and everything. But in a way, I think this is a good thing for Microsoft and it definitely moving in the right direction. I can tell you there's going to be some big surprises for Microsoft coming in 2019. You're listening to the Gary Techman Show. Welcome back to the Gary Techman Show. Thank you for joining us today, as always. Well, if you heard, Facebook has some kind of remedy going on or some kind of cloning techniques. I don't know what's been going on, but I was hit with it too. And I just got the solution for that in this week's Tips and Deals. Gary Techman wants to help you out in this week's Tips and Deals. So... Even this morning when I was show prepping, I got a message and I got a message. Even matter of fact, I got a message 
from my friend on Friday night about this cloning stuff. And I was like, hmm, well, it, well, it hasn't affected me. Then, just while I was show prepping earlier today, I get a message from one of my Facebook friends saying, hey, I got an invite about your stuff. Or I got a friend request or something like that along the line. I said, huh? A different phone request? A friend request? I said, well, there can't be another person out there for me. Well, apparently, based on the research, based on some research, there's some kind of chain messages going out there right now. And they, and in fact, there are some duplicated profiles that are showing up on the horizon lately. So that's a problem that I know Facebook is addressing right now. But I thought that was strange. It's not all users, apparently, because... It, we would have heard. I would have heard a little bit uh, more of a reaction in that, but it is something going out there. And what the duplicate count is trying to do is trying to get you to forward the message or whatever, and get you to do the friend request so they can have a bot profile of you and continue on with the botnet or whatever the bot profile. But anyway, let me tell you the solution to that. It's very simple. So. What you do, you go to Facebook.com, right? You know how you search for profile, you put in the name and stuff? Put your name or username in that field and see if there's multiple instances of you. If there are multiple instances of your profile, then bingo, you know which one's fake. Once you identify the fake profile, what you do is that you go to Facebook and you report the dead link and hopefully they'll pull it within 24 hours. How cool is that? It's simple. That's how you'll be able to fix the situation. Because I know Facebook is investigating. And to be honest, lately, Facebook has been on a fire more and more lately. They even pushed the, the, the deletion process to 30 days now. It used to be up to 90 days before your profile is fully deleted. Now they changed and pushed it to 30 days if you put in a deletion request. So that helps scrub your account and everything within 30 days. So... After that leak, what happened, what Facebook did with the data and stuff, um, Facebook has not been very kind in the news. Even their stocks have dropped a little bit. So I guess Facebook is trying to show that, hey, we do care about the users. And if you have, and they want to give you the option, if you feel that we can't trust you with your data, then this is what we do. I think it's a good move on Facebook because it's all about restoring the relationship between the product and the consumers that's very important business because if you don't have that kind of relationship your product fails i mean when i remember the day when it dropped on my um office about the about that particular news thing i mean people were heated and they instantly deleted some of their accounts and everything and i discussed this further um on a on the episode it's, it's one of the archive episodes that I had. And I went in further detail that if you want to do so, you not only have to do with Facebook, but Instagram. Because remember, Facebook owns multiple sources. In that case, you might want to check to make sure that you don't have any cloned Instagram profiles well. You're listening to The Gary Techman Show. How about that? We had some technical difficult, difficulties. I don't know what happened. The mic just went out. 
We just checked it. We just checked it. Check. But anyway, I'm so glad to have you with us today on the Gary Techman Show because it's always about you being empowered with information you can put to use in your daily tech life. And you can follow us on Twitter at Tech Show Radio and also our new YouTube page, youtube.com slash Howard Talk Radio. And you can catch this podcast and other media on demand anytime at GaryTechman.com slash on demand. So I do apologize again. Look like we had some kind of technical difficulties. And the mic just dropped out all of a sudden. But hey, what can you what can you do? That's what happens. <laughs> but anyway, I want to get into some two opinion stories that I want to talk about. So let's jump right into it. Gary Texman loves to talk and he's here to talk about anything with his mouth on the Techman Talk. All right, so getting to the tech men talk. So the first thing I want to talk about is that Nintendo is full of surprises. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that Nintendo is, how can I say? Nintendo is, the Nintendo Switch, for example, has a lot of games coming out for it. The sales are not disappointing. They're doing pretty good. But a lot of people think that they should do this, they should do that. But Nintendo operates on their own schedule and on their core. The reason why I say that is because Nintendo, Nintendo kind of knows what it does, but they try to put it out at a certain time or based on the reaction. For example, like the new Mega Man game, for example. I thought a lot of people thought Mega Man was dead. But until they made an announcement um, at E3 that Mega Man, the new Mega Man game, was going to come out for Nintendo Switch and it was released, that surprised everyone. And then the game is very well received. It has a lot of good ratings about the game. I played the demo version of it, and I kind of like it. It just takes some time to get used to the new mechanics and everything. But pretty much, everything's pretty much the same from the old mechanics. Just that, of course, you got four buttons compared to two buttons. But... It's pretty overall good. It's pretty good. The graphics is really good. I like the flow and the vivid um, vivid animation. And also like um, the voice acting and the cutscenes. I really do like it. It's really fun. So if you have a Nintendo Switch, I implore you to get the new Mega Man game. I think it's called the new Mega Man game that was released. And let me tell you about another surprise. Now a lot of people... They, why don't they have emulation and all this stuff on Nintendo already? Well, I think what Nintendo does is that they see if there's enough base to cover it or if, if other people are going to support the platform. Hence, the online platform that they have now that you have to subscribe to use online services. But another thing that I found out is that Nintendo is releasing, had just filed a new patent Turn your smartphone to a Game Boy. That's right. Let me repeat again. Nintendo has filed a patent to turn your phone into a Game Boy. How cool is that? That's very cool. So, what the what the patent means is that you put your smartphone into a case and... The screen automatically adjusts and it turns to a screen like a Game Boy with a full D-pad and all. Which, of course, the D-pads are going to correspond 
to it's going to feed the signals back into the phone or they might use the touch screen as part of the phone either way that device is probably more likely coming soon it might be coming out in the next year or two but how cool is that that you'll be able to play your old games anytime through your smartphone i mean Realize or not, the smart our smartphone is our quote, quote essential devices to have these days. Without the smartphone, you can't really do too much of these things. But you see, let that be just a preview of what Nintendo's expected outcome. I suspect sometime next year, because they already said there's a new version of the Nintendo Switch that's coming out sometime in 2019. And with that, they use that data from the first generation Switch users like myself. And in order to see how to improve the sales and the well-liking of the Switch. The Switch is doing very well. But Nintendo likes to take its time that I know that They don't like to, you know, back then they used to rush right after, But now they take their time. They want to make things right. So in order to do that, what they have done is that they're going to take a newer version um, of the Switch and bundle it with new games and stuff because by that time when it comes out there should be a sufficient number of games that they could bundle stuff with that comes with it so they can play out the box which is a clever business move by Nintendo's part but what I suspect hopefully by that time maybe just maybe maybe virtual box well, not sorry maybe virtual console might come back who knows it just depends on the data of the people who are supporting online play the new Nintendo subscription service and other among other things so when i say this for all my nintendo fans you have to go out and support nintendo because nintendo is looking at everything by numbers now it's not about likes and stuff they look at the numbers because if it makes sense they'll do it and they'll release it at a certain time of day nintendo has usually been very well about their timing and they like to work in the background sure at first they may not be big and bad but rest assured after all of the consoles come in, they come out with their own little thing. And Nintendo Switch, I think it's a it's an awesome device. It doesn't have too many games for it yet for now. Any not too many triple A game lists except for Smash Brothers, Nintendo, um, po- I mean Pokemon, Let's Go, and all this other stuff that's coming out next month and before the holiday break, Super Smash Brothers, uh, which I can't wait for. So. All I gotta say for Nintendo fan, hold your horses and go and support Nintendo if you really love what Nintendo's doing. And of course, voice your frustration saying, hey, why is this just not there yet? And that way Nintendo can look at it. You know, the old saying is, a, or, a, open, a closed mouth does not get fed. So you have to say something and support by your action. And maybe, just maybe, if we get enough support, maybe Virtual Console will land on the Switch. If Virtual Console lands on the Switch, it's going to be totally awesome. And I talked to my brother about this. Is that Did you know the Wii U, you could play almost any Nintendo game on there? That, that's, that is awesome. You, even with Virtual Console, you could play um, fully compatible games onto the Wii U. Which it, didn't, it wasn't really popular at first, but now you can see... How do we you um, with that capability? They could put that on Nintendo Switch, which I consider a, a portable version of the Wii U. So, Nintendo, that's just advice, and I'm not going to charge a commission for it. So, there you have it. 
support Nintendo. If you really love what Nintendo's doing, continue to support it. And new surprises will be on the horizon. And my next thing I want to talk about is privacy woes, big data, and IT infrastructure. Now, in the beginning, at the beginning of the show, in the first segment, when I explained about IoT of things and everything, well, I went to really on that. Privacy issues is always going to be number one. If you haven't noticed that we're more prolated on our smartphones more than ever, it's part of our daily tech life now. We do everything from mobile, from mobile gaming to mobile banking to everything on that one device. So with that thing, we're giving up our convenience and also our privacy in a way. This is why big data is collected on it and able to make prediction of other stuff with your data because whoever holds the, the big data is the king. So with that, I implore you next time when you just, it's so quick to download an app while even thinking about it, it's so easy. But you might want to be careful. When you start downloading apps and stuff, redetermine the condition because who knows, maybe a month or a couple of weeks, they'll hit you with this charge saying charging you $50 and saying, where did this $50 come from? I just downloaded that. It was free. Remember, as my dad always say, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So make sure you read everything what you sign up for before giving up everything. Because who knows? You might be giving up some of your privacy and all this stuff without even realizing. And these companies and stuff bank on that. They bank on that because it's so convenient for you. It's so easy nowadays that just tap download it's so easy tap and download you could download so many apps, and it may not do nothing i mean i got apps on my phone that probably i need to delete that i don't even use too much and you see the ecosystem is so fast to turn around so fast before getting a new app so i implore you to look what you're doing and also we need to start holding companies accountable that holds our data too the infrastructure for example have you noticed that a lot of our Local government, such as the one in our studios in Atlanta, um, where our studios are located. Um, have you noticed that, like the city of Atlanta and all this stuff, were held for ransom because of big data? Because the reason why is because the infrastructure wasn't updated enough. And I'm pretty sure people had came and told them that this could be this could bite us in the butt later on. But those higher up people said, "No, don't worry about it. We're not going to pay attention about it." So. I implore you that if you have your data with a company, you need to ask the question, how's your data being maintained? What are you doing? And yada, yada, yada. You need to make sure wherever you hold your data that the company or the product of the service is holding your data legitimately. Because stuff like this has been happening across our country. Big city governments, infrastructure has been going down because of security holes, failure to update, and not following proper procedures. So, especially in the government setting, you need to hold your representatives accountable, especially this is why we have voter fraud and all this stuff. Hold your representative account accountable, especially these ogie fogies up in there, to tell them that, hey, I want, what are you doing about the infrastructure? Are you improving the IT infrastructure? Are you protecting it? And so forth, because I'm telling you, this is why Equifax, if you don't know, Equifax, Hack, and all this stuff happened. And the guy, the IT guy, went on record saying that, look, we already told this guy, but the person who was in charge didn't approve it. 
you you let you let things slip like that. Oh, nothing. See, the thing is, is that if you don't understand something, then get someone to help you understand it, or get a team. That's how it works. Don't just assume, say, oh well, you know, IT is not the big. I got news for you, for the oogie fogies. Is that the computers are everywhere? Internet is everywhere, like it or not. It's all part of society on this earth. You got IoT devices, you got coffee made, everything's connected to the internet. With that becomes risk and responsibility. So I implore you to make sure you maintain your network and make sure you look what you sign up for. On the other hand, according to my generation and generation after that, we need to make sure that whatever we sign up for is actually legit. We need to make sure we read the terms and condition and make sure everything's in set because it can go wrong just like that. And I flip a hat. And a long time ago, that happened to me. A long, long, long time ago. But I learned from that. And that's why I want to pass this information to you guys, my listeners. Because it's 2018. And it's 2018. And a lot of stuff happening. But we got to get smarter. We got to make sure that our data and everything is protected. And, and shouldn't be so quick to sign up for stuff and give our data away so quickly. Because if you do, well, you're just in a world of trouble. You're listening to The Gary Techman Show. by the confusion and thank you and welcome back to the Gary Techman Show. It's time for Ask That Man where this point the show where I pull a question and I ask the question and I just give you an answer. And sorry about the issues that we're having. Um, the engineering issues we're fixing them right now. So let's let's move on to the question. The question is um, from Tanya her name let's see what she asked aha so she wants to know what is the new Wi-Fi 6 coming soon so the new Wi-Fi 6 is the it's the new Wi-Fi that's coming out and basically it's a new standard if you look if you're looking for the new the old naming it's called 802.11 AX so what it is is this new standard that's going to use the existing channels bandwidth to triple almost a throwport of what it is from the other other previous generation. So what happened is is that oh sorry about that. But what happened is is that they're they're going back to the old naming convention. And the old naming convention is that, you know, Wi Fi one, two, three, four, it make it easier for everybody. Instead of using the naming convention of 802.11, um, 802.11a, b, um, g, n, and ac, and I mean n and ac, stuff like that. So they're just going to call it by number. So the previous one, Wi-Fi 6, which is AX, Wi-Fi 5 is going to be 802.11ac that it's using now. So it's going to be using... The same existing hardware is going to be kind of a more software update. So, but it just depends what router you have. There's going to be a compatibility list that's going to be coming out that you can 
um, look at to see if it's compatible with that. But either way, Wi-Fi 6 is coming soon, and it's supposed to increase throughput of everything. But of course, we're going to still be stuck on Wi-Fi wi number 5 until all the devices and everything adapt to Wi-Fi 6. So, stay tuned. If you're an early adopter, that's going to be cool. Because I know I'm going to be an early adopter. Hopefully my router is compatible. But we'll see. Follow me on Facebook at GaryTechman.com slash Techman90. Follow me on Twitter at TechShowRadio. And also on YouTube page, YouTube.com slash PowerTalkRadio. Hit that subscribe and like button. And of course, we're on iTunes and on Google Play Store. Just search for Gary Techman and you can pull it up and subscribe. And also, catch this podcast and other stuff on demand anytime at GaryTechman.com on demand. Thanks for joining us today. I'll see you guys next week. Later.